1: Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Thursday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. Joining me on the program today, I've got Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. Our intern, Drew Behenna, is hanging out with us as well, doing a great job running the board for us on today's program. We've got a lot of fun planned for you, and we're going to be packing in that fun into two hours. That's right, it is a Thursday sports call. We're only Going for two hours until five o'clock. Why, you may ask? Well, that's because the Atlanta Falcons play a Thursday night football game. They are taking on the Carolina Panthers to get week ten of the National Football League season and schedule underway. So we will go off the year at five, and you will immediately get to hear the pregame coverage for Falcons football and listen to the Falcons game tonight, right here on Tiger 95.9 FM. Again, my name is JJ Jackson, honored to be here. Here in the studio with my good buddies Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress Brian Matthews of AuburnSports.com will be on the show today. We'll go over our player of the week. We'll have birthdays in sports and we're going to take your phone calls. We're going to do a lot in today's show. Brant, how are you? I'm doing fantastic,
2: man. Uh, it's a beautiful Thursday. Got the Falcons playing tonight. That'll be an interesting game, I'm sure between two very, very good NFL football teams uh, that won't be weird at all. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Auburn Basketball haven't been on since they uh, the, since they played George Mason and playing South Florida uh, tomorrow I believe it is so we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit about basketball but uh, Auburn playing Texas A&M uh, got announced as a, as a sellout on Tuesday that's something that's super impressive to me um, this fan base is really excited uh, to the point where you've got two teams that are three and six and both of them have to win out to even be eligible to play in a bowl game and yet the stadium's going to be sold out I, I'm really proud of what Auburn has done uh, of what Auburn is. Uh, uh, and that's just another that's another factor in it for me it's just people talk all the time Auburn's just a little bit different man and and this is another example of that for me and I'm sure we'll talk about the A&M game and I'm, I'm sure we'll get some callers that call in and, and want to talk about head coaching candidates uh, I, I you know I, my thoughts on that haven't changed so I'll save that until until the right time comes so Yeah, it's a beautiful day. A little bit dreary outside, but other than that, uh, it's a great day and getting ready to talk football – or talk – sports everything every yeah. every sport for the next two hours
1: tons of announcements to go over again tomorrow we're going to be broadcasting live from the Auburn Alumni Center Drew Behenna will be with us there at the start Ryan LaVoy will be on site Brent Daughtry makes his return to the Auburn Alumni Center you were there last year you will not you will be at Auburn Equestrian I, tomorrow yep, yep you have Auburn Equestrian you looked at me with at... massive eyes right there I was like hey like, we what's need to, going on here we
2: need to adjust and adjust in a hurry because yeah right. I'll be doing a PA for hey, Equestrian hey you will
1: tomorrow. not be there tomorrow that's true you will not Brooks Childress will Will be at Beauregard football Ryan and I will be on hand that's what's happening tomorrow correct I was looking forward to a return trip for you <laughs> to the Auburn Alumni Center because you there were there last year I was there a couple of times last you year you were there last year uh, but we will still be there correct and we're gonna have a lot of great giveaways including tickets Always to a the time. Texas A&M football game they do it right. right we have tickets to the Texas A&M football game to give away those those are tough to come by you can't buy those anywhere Yes, you can't buy those. True. They're sold out. Sold out. Then we've got them. So come by and say hello to us there. Later you can probably tonight, buy them in
2: like secondary market. But that's lame. Got, come uh, get
1: for free. Later tonight, we've got the Auburn women's basketball game, their second game of the season. You can listen to that on FM Talk 93.9 beginning at 645. Uh, Britt Bowen will be on the call alongside Dr. Larry Deshira. So uh, with that being said, again, only two hours of sports call today because the Falcons play a Thursday night game against division rivals the Carolina Panthers. Panthers, Brandt. these two teams played 11 days ago. Yeah, they did. Only 11 days ago, these two teams played in Atlanta. Now they're playing in Charlotte tonight. In,
2: in the dumbest football game of all time, uh, Atlanta and Carolina had the choke-off of the century. <laughs> uh, and the Falcons ended up winning that game. And, you know, the Falcons tried to do it two weeks in a row. And the Chargers... Uh, the Falcons out falconed the Chargers chargering. So ended up, <laughs> LA came out with a win in that one. But yeah, it, you know, I've, I, I don't like playing on Thursday nights. I don't like a, like a five day rest. I think you need more than that. But what is it? Three days to prepare. I, I, I don't love that. I think it leads to bad football, but it makes a ton of money. It's not going anywhere. Um, And Jeff Bezos has just made the NFL even more money. No kidding. Paying for that, getting it on uh, Amazon streaming service. So that one should be fun. Um, I think it's going to be a rainy day, which benefits the Falcons, I think. But we'll see. We'll see.
1: It should be fun. That kickoff is set for seven fifteen at five fifteen. Uh we officially will have pregame coverage going right here on Tiger ninety five point nine FM for all of that. All right, what we want to do right now, we do this each and every day. Let's make sure we take an opportunity to celebrate our birthdays
0: in sports. It's time for today's Birthdays and Sports.
1: All right, Birthdays and Sports here today on November 10th of 2022. Teddy Bridgewater is turning 30. Man. NFL quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Played three years of college football at Louisville. First round pick in the 2014 NFL Draft by the Vikings. Has played for the Jets, Saints, Panthers, Broncos, and Dolphins. A one-time Pro Bowler back in his rookie season. It's crazy how many teams he's already played for.
2: Yeah, Teddy Tugel. I remember watching him at Louisville.
1: Teddy two gloves, that guy, that's
2: right. That guy was so good at Louisville. And it, it never really clicked in the NFL. But he's uh, you know, he's carved out a long career as a backup quarterback, and you know, that's good
1: good for him. He's he's a lot better than most people. Let's hear from you too, Drew, for these as we go through birthdays here. Teddy two gloves, Kenny Pickett, known for wearing two gloves yeah. when throwing a football. Peyton Manning in his Bronco days after he had the bad neck injury and kind of lost feeling in his nerves in his fingers wore two gloves which just think about that he, st- he had his most productive seasons yeah. where he didn't have nerve feeling in his fingers it had to have what was, and would he wear had two,
2: gloves. two of his vertebrae fused right. i believe is what the surgery ended up being
1: are there any other two glove quarterbacks that were missing here uh, Teddy's the one that immediately jumps to mind, but I think we've named all of, Those are the big ones? Yeah. All the hand significant hand ones? Hand. Shout out to Teddy Tugluff. Uh, Zach Ertz is turning 32 years old today, the tight end for the Cardinals. Played three years of college football at Stanford. Drafted by the Eagles Go in the trees. second round of the 2013 NFL draft with the 35th overall pick. A Super Bowl champion with the Eagles. He signed with the Cardinals in 2021. A re-extension there after being traded to Arizona, Zach Ertz also married to Julie Ertz, who plays for the United States women's national soccer team. It wasn't too long ago we talked about our favorite celebrity sports couples, mm-hmm. Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz. It's Zach Ertz who's turning 32. Yeah, that's a top two, and
2: they're not number two. <laughs> That's They are both so good at what they do, and Zach Ertz has slowed down a little bit sure. uh, since he's gotten older, but when, his time with the Eagles, he, he staked claim to best tight end in the league. He had, a, he had an argument for sure.
1: Mike McCarthy is turning 59 years old, the NFL head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, began his coaching career at Fort Hayes State in 1987 as a graduate assistant, also coached at the University of Pittsburgh before joining the Kansas City Chiefs staff, then coached with the Saints in 49. And got his first head coaching job with the Packers in 2006, and was there until 2018. A Super Bowl champion-winning head coach with the Packers in 2011, with quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy, 59 years old today, the current head coach for the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd say he's he's so up and down. I think he's a good head coach. Yeah. He's carved out a. Anytime long you, you win a Super Bowl, here. you're a pretty good yeah, coach
1: for sure. It helps that you got Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback for you. Yeah, Yeah. at a time when he was one of the two quarterbacks in the league that were just making waves and the other was Tom Brady. Uh, Let's keep moving forward with our birthdays. Kendrick Perkins is turning 38. The former NBA center and current basketball analyst for ESPN drafted out of high school where he was Texas Mr. Basketball in 2003 selected 27th overall in the 2003 NBA draft by the Grizzlies but was traded immediately to the Celtics. Also played for the Thunder Cavaliers and Pelicans An NBA champion with the Celtics in 2008. Big Perk is turning 38 years old very entertaining fella he,
3: That's he's awesome word. on tv
1: he is he's, he's really good on television. Uh, Tony Snell is turning 31. He is a uh, newly free agent in the National Basketball Association. He played three years of college basketball at the University of New Mexico, drafted 20th They're overall lovers. in the 2013 NBA draft by the Chicago Bulls. He's also played with the Bucks, Pistons, Hawks, Trailblazers, and Pelicans. Tony Snell is turning 31. DJ Augustine turns 35 today. He played two years of college basketball at Texas, drafted, drafted, Drafted ninth overall in the 2008 NBA Draft by the Charlotte Bobcats. Also played with the Pacers, Raptors, Bulls, Pistons, Thunder Nuggets, Magic Bucks, Rockets, and Lakers. That's 11 total teams for DJ Augustine. College teammates with Kevin Durant at Texas. He turns 35 years old today. Texas has had some really good basketball players over the years. That have had some... Quite long NBA. No kidding. Tristan Thompson, a part of those teams as well. Good stuff. Uh, And then finally, John Rahm is turning 28. I can't believe he's only 28. A PGA Tour golfer, played college golf at Arizona State where he won 11 tournaments, turned professional in 2016, has won on the PGA Tour seven times, including the U.S. Open in 2021 and the BMW Championship in 2020. And he is a man who can say that he has been ranked world number one in the official world golf rankings. John Rahm turns 28. What do you like about him? Everything. His, everything his unorthodox <laughs> swing.
2: he's he's
0: incredible
2: at
1: putting at driving his irons are his worst spot but he's still one of the best iron players on tour he's he's incredible what's unorthodox about his swing it's his backswing it's 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 not. It doesn't look like a full backswing almost. It looks like he's only going back 75% of the way, but then he'll still get gets the it. job done? Yeah, he'll yeah. crush it 330
4: <laughs> after that, so whatever he's doing is working
1: for him. John Rahm's the man. He's turning 28 years old today. That's our Birthdays in Sports here on November 10th, 2022. Again, Max Credit Union is your presenting sponsor of Birthdays in Sports. Allow Max Credit Union to assist you in all of your banking needs. That is Max Credit Union with Birthdays in and Sports here on Sports Call. Tiger 95.9 FM. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 What we're going to do right now is we're going to take our first commercial break of the program. When we come back, we'll have some of your phone calls. We'll get ready to chat with Brian Matthews of AuburnSports.com and more coming up here on Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show.
0: looking for another way to listen to our show be sure to download the tiger communications app and listen to sports call wherever you go now back to auburn's first and auburn's favorite sports talk show sports call
1: Welcome back to the Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson here inside the studio with Brad Daughtry and Brooks Childress. All of our Sports Call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. You can visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Give us a call to join the show at 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 Auburn bank is our proud sponsor of the sports call phone line first caller due up on today's show we've got
0: james from montgomery
1: james has called into sports call here today hello james
0: hello and war eagle
1: war eagle to you sir
0: yeah how do you think
3: that Um, Auburn is going to come out this weekend do you think that we're going to make a a huge improvement with uh, Cadillac Williams being the head the inmate head coach and what will be the final score for Auburn versus Texas A&M
1: interim interim head coach
3: yeah interim head coach yeah Uh,
1: and I think that uh, I think Cadillac is going to make this team very energized and fired up I think they're going to be ready to play uh, against Texas A&M on Saturday and I think they're going to be able to find a way to get a victory the fact that it's a night game I think Jordan-Hare Stadium is going to be really emotional, really excited uh, to play some football. And so, yeah, I feel good about Auburn's chances against Texas A&M. Yesterday, you told us that you think Texas A&M and Auburn, the final score is going to be 54, or excuse me, 56-26. to Do you still agree?
3: Yes, I actually um, agree on that. And I'm sticking with that uh, score because I think with that Auburn has a really high chance of winning and scoring a lot of points on offense and on defense as well because I know we're having a little bit of issues in the defensive side so I think with Tank Dixby I think he's going to I think for the first and second quarter I think Robbie Ashford is going to pass a lot of uh, passes to Tank Dixby some of them are going to be short passes some of them are going to be long passes and I think right in the fourth quarter of the game, we'll just take it and just walk walk the game all the way down as well.
1: Yeah, it's going to be important to move the football around, whether you're running it with Tank Bigsby, Beach, Arquez Hunter. We'll get some carries as well, and then the wide receivers, Javarius Johnson, Coy Moore, some of those guys. We, we'd love to see them make some plays.
3: Yeah, because I'm actually going to be watching that game uh, this weekend and seeing if um, if. Saquon Moore is actually going to be getting any passes, but I'm quite sure that he would. But I know we do have some key injuries that we had from from the last game that we played against uh, Mississippi State. So I don't know those key injuries are going to affect this game uh, this weekend as well.
2: Yeah, the the biggest injury, James, that I can think of is going to be uh, right tackle Austin Troxel. He uh, he is done for the season. He's actually done for his Auburn career. He's a 6 year senior and uh, has sustained a knee injury that uh, is going to require surgery. That's going to to put him down for the rest of the rest of his uh, this year, and his Auburn career will unfortunately be done.
3: Okay, so he won't. So when he is career is done, what do they do? Do they they stay on the roster or do they just go through, like, you know, when they're done, do they um, clean out their lockers or how does that process Yeah, Austin... Austin happened uh, in the NFL.
2: Yeah, Austin is uh, going to keep traveling with the team. He's still a member of the team, but he's not going to play anymore. and uh, once this year is done, he'll he and all the other seniors and all the other guys who leave will uh, be cleaning out their lockers and uh, not be on the roster anymore and they'll get someone else to take their spots
3: okay cuz I would be um watching them uh very closely when we actually do play uh Alabama in Tuscaloosa and if I do see um uh, Hunter, Center I would tell him you know you've done a really good job with the team and um I hope you know something might you know, come out for you on the other side as well. Maybe hitting, you know, because I know he's a senior, so I know he's looking on the uh, NFL roster as well. So I'll probably ask him um, what teams that he would actually be interested in and uh, seeing if they're going to pick him up in the 2023 uh, NFL draft as well.
1: Auburn football taking on Texas A&M on Saturday 6.30 kickoff. You can listen to the game on FM Talk 93.9 What about uh, the Atlanta Falcons? They play the Carolina Panthers tonight. James, tell us about this game. Um,
3: Well, this game is actually going to be a good um, classic matchup because I did see this game last year that happened in Atlanta. So I think the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, the Carolina Panthers will take this one. So I think it's going to be 38-20. to So I think the Carolina Panthers will take this one with a huge victory as well.
1: Panthers have to figure out if they're going to stick with P.J. Walker or Baker Mayfield. Uh, they've had a lot of quarterbacks going back and forth. P.J. Walker is going to start the game, but we'll see how effective he is and whether or not they go to Baker Mayfield.
3: Yeah, so I think with Baker Mayfield, um, I, I know he's the uh, intimate, uh, you know the backup second string. So I think Baker Mayfield is is going to actually do a really good job, and I'm hoping that he'll. Put in a lot of points. I know everybody has him on their fantasy roster, so I know it's going to be a lot of um, it's going to be a lot of points being put up, and uh, seeing some of the guys on the running backs position and the wide. My receiver's position as well and i'm hoping that the carolina panthers will make it to super bowl 57 as well and for my super bowl 57 matchup i'll see the carolina panthers and the buffalo bills actually meeting up as well
1: really okay wow wow that's awesome to hear i'd love to see the panthers make it to the super bowl but uh, i don't think that's going to happen this year unfortunately my panthers have a two and seven record we got to win a little bit more
3: yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, they would, I mean, you know, they would have to win a lot more, um, next week and, uh, seeing if they're going to bounce back and, uh, seeing, you know, it's a, it's a hard, uh, push to the, uh, championship, uh, divisional round. So it's going to be a hard test as well and, uh, seeing who's going to make it to Super Bowl 57 as well. So it's a lot of teams out there. And I know the 9 and 0, well, 10 and 0, uh, Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're not, I think their chances are like, their chances of going to the Super Bowl would be a slim uh, landslide, but I'm not quite sure on how they're going to feel about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas Chiefs meeting up in Super Bowl 57, and if they do, I'll probably say that Tom Brady beats Patrick Mahomes once again for the fourth and fi- well for the fifth and final time as well.
1: Yeah, that'd be exciting if that were to take place. Absolutely. Well, James, we've got to get to a commercial break and get to one of our special guests here on the show for an interview. But we appreciate you calling us today. Enjoy the Panthers and Falcons game tonight, and uh, I'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. Okay.
3: All right. Sounds good. And I'll take the um, the Veterans Day trivia tomorrow
1: okay we could do that absolutely thanks for the time today james war eagle all right war eagle that's james from montgomery joining us here on sports call and with that we will in fact take our next commercial break here on the show on the other side brian matthews from auburnsports.com will be our guest right here on sports call
0: Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
1: Sports Call Podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or if you want to hear something again, make sure that you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy an ice cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk, Coca-Cola Taste the Feeling. JJ Jackson here inside the studio with my good buddies Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress moving forward on this Thursday, getting set for Auburn Tigers football against Texas A&M. And a reminder, our show is only on the air until 5 o'clock today. The Atlanta Falcons play Thursday night football, and you can listen to Falcons football here in Auburn right here on Tiger 95.9 FM. What we want to do right now is take this opportunity to go back to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on a longtime guest, a longtime friend of the program. He is Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com, and he's kind enough to join us here on the show today. Brian, the time is greatly appreciated. So much happening in the life of Auburn Athletics with basketball season off and running, football season, a new athletic director. We got a lot going on, man.
5: Yeah, we do. And I got my voice back, so uh, it's all good.
1: <laughs> yes. The last time you were on the program, we we battled through. You're a primetime yeah. player, B-Matt. Like You, were, you, you were listed on the injury list, but yet you still performed for us and ultimately stepped up that day. So I appreciate that.
5: Oh, yeah. But, yeah, there is a ton going on this weekend. I just talked to Bruce Pearl. They got a big game against USF Friday night, talked about um, how tough they were uh, down 15 er early to the Bulls, uh, I think last year it was, and expecting another really tough defensive battle this week. You got a tour of the new Auburn Performance Center on Friday, open to the public, I think four to six, and we're gonna get in there about a a couple hours before that, which will be great to see. I've been driving by that almost every day for the past year or so, and it it looks terrific. And then, of course, there's going to be huge, uh, a football game at Jernier Stadium here uh, in just a couple more days, Saturday night. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere, and I expect Auburn's going to play pretty well, too.
1: Let's start talking basketball. The season got started on Monday. Auburn took on George Mason. What, what impressed you the most from that performance?
5: Defense, intensity. I mean, they looked like a, a team that was playing defensively more like a, a midseason. You know, it, it didn't look like the first game. Um, now, on the other end, offense, shooting, ball handling, they got some work to do, but it was, again, the, the start of the season. So I think this, this team, the way it plays defense right now, it can really carry this team as it continues to develop offensively. And, and you hope eventually, uh, you know, the crisper passing, the, the better shooting, all that starts to come around. Uh, for this team to really compete at the top of the FCC.
1: I tell you what, I had a bit of a different vantage point for Auburn men's basketball on Monday, uh, being on the play-by-play call for that one. And you're right, Brian, that, that defensive intensity from the start, how loud that place got, oh my goodness. First game of the season, you would figure there'd be a little bit of rust involved or or whatever it may be, but man, they came out firing and ready to play.
5: Yeah, they did, and you mentioned it too. The the crowd, I thought, was terrific, and uh Love the support that this basketball program gets. The, uh, the way Auburn Arena is such a great home court atmosphere and a tough place to play. It just—I'm um, expecting the same Friday night. There's going to be a huge amount of people coming into town. Yeah, you know that place is going to get wild. Uh, you know for USF, and I think it'll be a competitive game. I thought George Mason would be more competitive because I did—I didn't know that Auburn was going to go out there and play that well defensively. Uh, but from talking to Day today, he's. he's he thinks it's going to be a low-scoring, close game, and uh, he talked. I know he tends to talk up the other team a lot, but I believe he was being very, um, very real when he's talking about how good uh, USF is coached and how well they play.
2: Brian, you touched on it a second ago. The shooting that Auburn had in that opener was not great. How worried should Auburn fans be about those shooting numbers? And and what do you think the ceiling is uh, for the shooting for the Tigers?
5: You know, I think it is fair to be a little worried because this same team, basically, in, in many ways didn't necessarily shoot the ball well except for uh, Jabari who of course <laughs> is shooting in the NBA now. Uh, so um, that, that is a concern but I feel like Wendell's going to have much better nights than he had of course uh, that opening night and uh, I know guys like KD and Allen and, Alan and, and uh, Chris and uh, Zepp they've all been working really hard in the offseason on their shooting so you figure they're going to have much better nights going forward. So I think it's fair to have some concerns, but I also think it's fair to maybe have higher expectations too.
4: Brian, when you look back at Monday night, you look at that starting lineup for the Auburn basketball, do you think that you're going to see kind of a similar one come Friday night or do you think Bruce Pearl is going to play around with that lineup a little bit?
5: You know, Bruce has been a guy that he sets that lineup in the preseason and, and he'll roll with it most of the season. And only make changes, you know, if a guy's really struggling or there's an injury or something. But I think this may be a year when he's still playing around with it a little bit. I, I don't necessarily think that's that's the definitive uh, starting group, but um, but we'll see. He, he has a tendency not to want to change that uh, very much during the season.
1: Brian Matthews here with us on the program today. Follow him on Twitter at BMATAU. AuburnSports.com is your one-stop shop for all things Auburn Athletics. Let's talk about this football program. Saturday, we saw Cadillac Williams take over as the interim head coach and just watching the product on television. It was unbelievable how inspired that team played in the second half, watching the enthusiasm on the sidelines from Cadillac and the entire team being bought in from you and your perspective Brian, what was that like to take in?
5: Well, it was beautiful. I thought, I thought you nailed it. And uh, I hear people say all the time, well, that, that's all great. But when, you know, the first time they get hit, that all goes out the, the window. But it doesn't because college football is an emotional game. And I'm not saying you can play at a high emotional level for 12 games in a, in a, in a season and win those games just on, on emotion. But I think in these situations, uh, you saw it at Mississippi State, and I think you'll see even more of it. I mean, a lot more of it this Saturday night at home in Jordan-Hare Stadium. So I thought that was huge. And just from a football standpoint, you could tell there were still mistakes, right? You know, they're trying to do some different things. They had the penalties. Uh, they struggled on special teams a little bit. Well, maybe not a little bit, a lot. And they, they struggled with the execution in some areas. But you could see the intensity. I liked that they didn't give up on the run game, and the run game got better as the game went on. And I like that they started um, substituting more defense, and the defense did not look totally gassed out there in the second half like it has for so many weeks before now. So I think two really smart coaching moves there. And, you know, Cadillac said this week that he expects them to be better uh, because they've got more time with them to work on some of those things, and I agree with them 100%. So I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, Texas A&M has the worst um, run defense in the league, and they've got a true freshman quarterback making his first road start. And if I'm right about what the atmosphere is going to be like during here Saturday night, I think that quarterback and, and that offense is going to be in, in some trouble.
1: I was going to ask you, what, what does your gut tell you about this one? Does Auburn win this football game? You think they finally pick up that fourth one of the season before Western Kentucky comes to town?
5: I, I think they should win big, to be honest with you. I really do. I mean, Texas AM is a program that's reeling, and they don't have the, you know, the. Um, Auburn legend or, or, or school legend leading them right now. They, they haven't, you know, got rid of the guy that's um, causing all the controversy. Of course, that's going to cost them $90 million or whatever it is they want to do that. I'm not saying they will, but um, yeah, I think they're, they're a program in turmoil right now, and Auburn is a, is a program that's, you know, taking a big sigh of relief. And everybody on the program, everybody around Auburn, the entire Auburn family and fan base is 100% united around Cadillac Williams and this team, and they're going to show us how they might.
4: Brian, you talked about the Texas A&M run defense, but on the Auburn offensive side of the ball, when you're running the ball, they lost a big piece on that offensive line in Austin Troxell this past weekend. How do you think that offensive line with Brendan Coffey being inserted there is going to be affected against this Texas A&M defense?
5: That's that's interesting. I think Brendan's strength is his run run uh, blocking. You know, I think sometimes he struggles getting set and uh, being quick enough against those edge guys, but um, yeah, I think his best thing, he's a pretty physical dude when he can lock into a dude, so so I think, um, I think in that respect, I think Auburn's going to be just fine uh, with Brennan out there at right tackle. And I, I think that um, because of what they're doing now offensively with the running backs and the offensive line and, you know, Will Friend is a co-offensive coordinator. I think they're working better together. I think they're simplifying things. And I think having another week with that group together, they're going to look even sharper and better. And even if it gets off to a slow start, as we've seen sometimes, you know what the tackles for loss is and, you know, getting – drop for a two yard loss on third and one whatever they're going to stick with it and I think that's going to give those guys confidence that eventually they're going to be able to unlock whatever they need to unlock and get it going
4: and Brian I know the administration's been very very you know they've they've kept everything close to the vest I know Cohen just got in there officially this week but have you heard anything about how how things are progressing with the head coaching search
5: I think they're moving along I I think uh, John Cohen has come in and that's been his priority and he's, he's worked really hard to make contact not just with coaches and representatives, you know, outside the program, but I think he's also working within the program to line everything up with the president and the board of trustees and the very important people with all the money. Right. Uh, Because I think it's really important to Dr. Chris Roberts and now John Cohen to make this be a a, a sort of a one focused uh, coaching search where everybody's on the same page and there's not a bunch of different people going in different directions. So I think you're already seeing that, right? You're not getting all these rumors, uh, out there about so-and-so just met with so-and-so and so-and-so is now the top candidate. You're not really getting that right now. And I think um, I, I think a lot of that um, credit goes to Dr. Roberts and John Cohen. I, I would still say that Lane Kiffin and you freeze are two of the top guys that are a part of this search and are going to continue to be a part of this search. I would not be surprised to see some more names pop up in a more prominent position as we move forward. And I do think this search is going to come to a conclusion probably really shortly after the, uh, after the Iron Bowl.
1: Does it feel like as we get closer to the Iron Bowl, more of those things? Well, you know, you mentioned not a lack of, or not a lot of rumors being heard right now and that sort of thing. As we get closer, does that change? Or is it, hey, once we get to the end of the year, then we start to hear things, Brian? Like, how do you think that plays out?
5: Oh, I think we'll, we'll be hearing things as the days and, and weeks before. right? I mean, um, coaching searches aren't done in the dark, right? There's a lot of people that have to get involved Uh, from uh, search firms to agents to friends of friends. You know, ADs can't necessarily contact a coach directly. Uh, You know, you have to do things indirectly. Uh, So, that involves other people. So, yes, news is going to get out. You're going to hear more. We'll have plenty of updates uh, on that at AuburnSports.com,
1: of course. Make sure you also check out the rundown podcast on every week. Uh, I lose track every week of how many you've done at this point, Brian, but it's well over 500 uh, <laughs> at is. this point. Live from Voodoo Wing Company uh, every Tuesday. We're going to have to come on by at some point and say what's up to you guys when you're recording. Uh, Ooh, and, love that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit more about what's at, at AuburnSports.com. Well, we'll
5: have lots of coverage of basketball, uh the football game coming up it's going to be a huge recruiting weekend we'll have our war room and and more on that and then come saturday we're just going to blow out our coverage we're going to have um you know tons of updates on social media on our site uh just with the atmosphere and everything that's going on at jordan hair stadium in the course of the game
4: and brooks go ahead brian I, I well you're on here we got to ask every single time were you sweating out the penalties yesterday
5: oh yeah i mean <laughs> I mean it's a league cup So it's not the end of the world And you've got a bunch of young guys And they're playing But still it's good to advance You know Liverpool is not having their best season so far They're not going to win the Premier League I'd be really surprised If they made a, a long run in the, um, in the Champions League Of course you've got uh, Real Madrid Coming up uh, in February But they've got a chance in the league cup And, and maybe the uh, You know the other cup here coming up I guess it starts next year uh, So we'll see how that goes i so, yeah, it was good to get another W. They can finish out with a win over Southampton before they go into the break. They'll get a month off to get healthy and get some injured guys back uh, going into the end of this year and in January.
1: You could tell things haven't been as great for Liverpool this year because Brian and I haven't been speaking as much. And after another poor performance, it would just be the same text messages going back and forth. So there's no need to send those, Brooks. I mean, l- listen,
4: I'm all focused on the Chelsea got bounced yesterday, so I'm focusing on the World Cup now.
1: Yeah. What about the World Cup, Brian? The United States, how do you think that's going to go?
5: Um, well, I mean, if I was a United States fan, I'd probably take a secondary team, too, to root for, right? So, so
1: we we'll <laughs> yeah. uh, The time is always greatly appreciated. We'll do this again soon, okay? Hey, I enjoy it. Thank you. All right, that's Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com joining us there on the show. That's what keeps sneaking up on everybody is the fact that we're uh, the World Cup is right around the corner.
2: It's it's in it's during the holiday season this year, and I for one am pretty excited. I uh, I think the USA look the USA is probably not going to win it. It's probably not going to win it for a while, but I think this is this has got a chance to be the best showing that the USA has had in a long time.
4: I saw EA Sports. They've like their their simulation has predicted the EA winner the last two times. Sports. I think. Yeah. And they picked Argentina to win it all this year, which really would be a little shocking. But then also it had the U.S. getting it to the quarterfinals, which would be amazing for yeah. the uh, for this squad. Absolutely, good
1: stuff. All right, we got to take a break. We're back with more sports call writer for this on Tiger ninety five point nine FM.
0: Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan,
5: roll up the windows and turn up the radio.
0: We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at SportsCallAuburn.com. Welcome
1: back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson here inside the studio with Brooks Childress, Brent Daughtry, Drew Bahena. Sports Call can now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap Skills and Games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap Enable to Use, and you're done. All you have to do now is say, Hey, Alexa, play Sports Call. Auburn and you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show thanks again to Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com for joining us on the program a moment ago a lot of conversations about basketball and football for the Auburn Tigers Brooks what would you like about that chat?
4: Uh, I mean, it, it was a lot of the same information that we've heard uh, about the football team, at least this week from uh, different guys. And then, you know, talk about that basketball team. It's, he gave us some good insight on what, what we're going to, you know, what he expects to see coming up. Because you saw on Monday night, they started out very, very well defensively. Uh, Did that Auburn basketball team that that, I think that was one of the strong points uh, that a lot of people had to take away, but it was it was the shooting. It was it was on the offensive side of the ball that it kind of, you know, kind of had a little bit of lackadaisical there to start start with. But it was it was a you know, it was a fun game in general for for Auburn fans to enjoy to get things started. And it's game one. It's not going to you're not going to be in midseason form. I know the jungle was in midseason form, but um, you're, you're not going to be in, uh, in in midseason form uh, when you're playing basketball or on the on the court for a few games. And we saw it last year. We've seen it the last few years with Bruce Pearl team. It takes them a few games to get into a rhythm with everybody because there, there's so many new pieces on that team uh and starting different places you you lost two of your most productive guys last from last year you lost Jabari Smith you lost Walker Kessler the year before that you started off the year with you know with no point guard really when uh Sharif Cooper was in limbo and then he got back in there never really could find his groove there uh you know the year before that you had guys leave you had a was a one and done uh before that Okiki was a one and done you've had guys come in and it was you know it, there's there's always the once since Bruce Pearl has really gotten set up uh, at, at Auburn it has been there there's been at least one guy that has come in and then you know been basically a, a one and done really it's starting off with uh, Chumo Kiki and moving forward and so you're going to have different pieces get folded into the starting lineups folded more p- pieces folded into the playing time and you've seen it it's just going to take a few games to get the get everything rolling into into the season i i would be fair to say probably by that memphis game in december early december up in atlanta you're gonna see them start to look like what they're gonna look like going through the rest of the the uh the conference slate uh, starting at the end of the summer with that Florida game, but I think these first few games at Auburn Arena, your you guys are feeling it out. You're going to see at it where uh, uh, Neville Arena. I'm sorry, um, you, you're going to see guys feeling it out, feeling each other out there. When you're going to hit that uh, that tournament in Cancun. Uh, it's going to be a weird setup there because it's probably being played in like a ballroom or somewhere. And then you're going to hit you get back in that stretch right there, right before the holidays. I think that's when you're really going to see this team
1: round into form. How many times did I call it Auburn Arena during the SEC Network Plus broadcast on Monday night? Uh, I didn't pay attention. Did you do you
4: know? Yeah. Was it more than 1? No. Uh, okay, so you called it 0
1: times. You said Well, it, Arena. It, I I I was great at the start. Uh-oh. And then there was one moment in time where I started to say, "Oh, and then said Neville. Mm. So I did. If you listen closely, I couldn't tell you at what point it was. I just cognitively remember being like, man, I'm doing a good job. Neville Arena, Neville Arena. Yeah. It's helped that I did several volleyball games this fall also inside Neville Arena. Um, Correct. But there was a moment, a moment where I said, oh, Neville Roll Arena. Back. So you say, was it once? I don't know that that's once because I didn't say Poor Auburn time. Arena. I said, oh, you stop yourself. Yeah, you're a professional. I try to be. I try to be. That's why they pay you the big bucks around yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy listening and watching?
2: Uh, I thought you did a pretty good job. You, Thank you, Brant. I appreciate to you. That. At the
4: game. Yeah. Uh, well, be honest. I didn't listen to any of uh, Andy Bertram's call on Monday night, so I, I apologize for, for but that. But you heard my voice. But I did hear your voice. Okay. Uh, and it, it was good. Thank I mean, you, man. I appreciate it. I hear it every You were single a little day. too
2: unbiased for me, but
1: <laughs> what know. do you mean?
2: I wanted you to be be pro Auburn, and I know you can't do that. Oh, I see what you're saying. I wanted you to
1: be. Yeah. I, was a little, I played it down the middle
2: <laughs> a little bit. You did. Yeah. You, I thought you did a good job Thank playing you. it down the middle. I appreciate it. it Which is is what what I'm would, sure what you were going it for. It
4: sounded like I was sitting in here in the studio doing softball, except it was a lot more action.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like you guys. Game. We're a good team. I like. We're a really so. good team. I like JJ Jackson uh, celebration sessions too. And stand-up comedy with JJ Jackson. That's in the <laughs> second hour of today's show. Let's go. All right. Uh, we've reached the end of hour number one. Retired Wardam Steve will be on the program in the second hour. Our player of the week is unveiled as well tons of fun coming your way here on sports call alongside brooks childress brant Dodgery, drew behenna my name is jj jackson one hour in the books and we're rolling <laughs>
0: One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break.
1: Second hour of sports call starting right now on Tiger 95.9 FM in the Tiger Communications app. Today, I should say, the second and final hour of the program. We're off the air at 5 o'clock. The Falcons play Thursday night football in the National Football League as they get set to take on the Carolina Panthers. So we got to get out of here. Pre-game coverage and kickoff set for seven fifteen. Auburn women's basketball tonight at 7 on FM Talk 93.9. Tons of fun things coming up here in the life of Auburn athletics and sports in our area. It's a lot of fun. I'm J.J. Jackson. On the show with me today, Brant Daughtry and Brooks Sheldress. Drew Bahena is running the board and taking your phone calls on the program and you can chat with us 334-887-3401 how did the first hour go in your perspective brooks uh elite thank you brent how did the first hour go in your perspective uh it happened okay awesome good stuff there <laughs> differentiating um, opinions <laughs> look let's uh let's do this we do it each and every week it's really important that we recognize a sports call player of the week so what uh, who won it this week here we go
0: sports calls player of the week
1: SMU quarterback
2: Tanner Mordecai is Sports Call's Player of the Week presented by Eric McDade State Farm. Mordecai led SMU to victory in the highest scoring regulation college football game in the modern era as the Mustangs defeated the Houston Cougars 77-63. In the process, Mordecai tallied 379 yards passing, 54 yards rushing, and an incredible 10 touchdowns with 9 passing and 1 rushing score. Mordecai became the first player in college football history to have 7 passing touchdowns and 1 rushing touchdown and a half. SMU quarterback, Tanner Mordecai is Sports Call's Player of the Week.
1: Pretty impressive stuff. Tanner Mordecai, nine passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, mm-hmm. ten total touchdowns in the win for SMU. It's a heck of a day. Holy cow. That's a heck
2: of a day. You, they don't get a whole lot better than that. And that's the thing, when they needed every bit of those points. This was like an 11-point game that they ended up winning. Um this was not like go out there and pad your stats against somebody who's weak and overmatched. No, man. They needed those points. Uh, and Mordecai went out and got them. And that's just, just 10 touchdowns in one game. I, 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 played five, I played high school football for four years. I never scored a touchdown. Yeah.
1: Um, never really was asked to yeah. me. But just 10 in one game. And the game. I mean, 77-63, the final score, as you said, in modern history. No combined score. Has been larger than that, uh, which is really impressive, and and less than 350 passing yards, right? Like 348, I believe was the number there. I think so. If you were to tell me this guy had nine touchdowns, wouldn't you assume it'd be a Big 12 Patrick Mahomes performance and at least 500 yards passing? I would assume. I'm serious. Like I'm like, wow. That's kind of yeah. crazy. That the the yardage isn't he, that insane. He but moved still.
2: it. He moved it where he, where he needed to move it and was effective in the red zone. I guess.
1: And then said, "Let me throw these touchdowns.
2: Let me throw these nine touchdowns and run
4: for one more, just for good measure." Talk
1: to me, Brooks. Talk to me about uh, Tanner's performance here. I was.
4: I I was watching, you know, Auburn and I was watching uh, Alabama LSU this weekend, and I looked, um, I was checking Twitter and looking at the scores, and I saw 56-35 for this game, and I said, oh, well, that was a high-scoring game. Checked it. That was the halftime score. That was was just at the half. It's an amazing feat that you had nine touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown, and it was uh, you know, it, he only accounted for what three, seventy nine in the air and uh, fifty four on the ground, I and mean, that that's a you know that, that's a casual Wednesday for some quarterbacks, but this is it is. Amazing how many points this game was scored. There was just, you know, defense was optional in any sort of aspect of this game because, you know, 77-63. Houston could, you know, Houston scored the ball like you said, Brent. They needed every single one of those touchdowns (laughs) to win this that football game. And he put up in a phenomenal
1: performance. If that doesn't get the kid into the Heisman race, I don't know what does. (laughs) Man. New York. Is this where someone talks about the passing touchdowns that Auburn football has had this season? I feel like no. that's what you're going to say. No. Why? Try. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, why don't you go, go ahead? You open the can. I mean, it's not more than nine. Yeah. That makes sense. It's not more than nine.
4: And there's nine in one game. Yeah.
1: Good stuff. He's our player of the week. That's Tanner Mordecai. And that segment is so. Sponsored by Eric McDade State Farm earlier this week. Eric McDade was in our studio. We were covering the bases with Eric McDade talking about amazing things taking place in the college football world and in college athletics. And uh, if you missed that, you can find it on our website, TheTiger.fm. We'll go ahead and we'll take our first break here of the second hour of the show. And on the other side of this timeout, retired war dam Steve joins Sports golf That's going to be fun coming your way right after this. WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson here inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SportsCallAU. We always have amazing content. Also be sure to download the Tiger Communications app. Tell me about that app, Brooks. Uh,
4: well, it is your one-stop shop for all things Tiger Communications. You can find our podcast link there. You can find all of our profiles there if you want to see our beautiful smiling faces on the Sports Call page. If you want to listen to any of our fine programming that's not necessarily Sports Call, uh, some, any of our great music, any of our great uh, talk shows over on FM Talk 93.9, all right there. And of course, if you are you know out, of, you know, out and about You want to listen to Auburn football, Auburn basketball this time of year, it's on the app streaming when those games are going. Tomorrow night, if you're not going to be around to radio, you want to listen to Beauregard High School football as they take on UMS Wright in the playoffs, it's going to be on the app. And, of course, as we continue to go through sports season, every single sport that we have, minus the Atlanta Falcons because we can't stream them for legal purposes is on that app that you can listen to so go check it out. Any device that you have. Apple, Android I think it's even on like an iPad you can get it on the iPad. It's everywhere.
1: Yeah, make sure uh, you check that out when you're using the app. If it asks you would you like to take a moment to rate this in the five stars? Do it. Or please do. Please give us a five star rating. Also do the same on the Apple podcast platform. Uh, The written algorithm reviews mean so much. So all right, let's go to the phone lines. 334-887 3401 or toll free at 1 9 Tiger 9 if you'd like to be a part of the program. We go there and. War Damn Steve. Retired Wardam Steve is there to say hello to us. Hi, Steve. Good
6: afternoon to the all star team of JJ Jackson, Brooke Childress, Brad Daughtry, and the intern who I've harassed uh, uh, mercifully uh, this afternoon, uh, Mr. Drew.
1: That's right. That's right. You got the whole crew
6: all right i know time is limited so we're going to do lightning round thursday nuggets go for it let's start with a report by mr jeffrey lee of on three have you seen it what's his report apparently mr tj finley is unhappy <laughs> and will be apparently entering the transport portal apparently his mother has a lot to do with unhappiness too she was not apparently happy that they found out about horses firing this again to report by jeffrey lee uh through social media uh so that's that's what i got there for you uh moving on guys have you uh seen who is mike farrell f-a-r-r-e-l-l-l
1: he is the uh top recruiting insider for rivals he puts together their entire recruiting board and he's been doing it for many 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 years he's been on sports call before even
6: Okay, I just didn't recognize... Yeah. Anyway, he has his top 10 coaching picks, uh, according to his, I guess, uh,
1: expertise. Yeah, normally a recruiting uh, guy, but okay, let me hear it. Okay, so
6: uh, number 10 is Cadillac.
1: Okay.
6: Who do you think he has for his top three?
4: Some form of Kiffin, Freeze, Deion Sanders...
1: Well, you would be wrong, sir. Oh. Wow. So who's the oddball then? Is it Dan Lanning? Lane Kiffin, number one. Two, Hugh Freeze. But number three,
6: Dan Lanning. He's already said he ain't coming, right?
1: Yep. We hear that all the time in coaching searches. So we'll have to see how true that is.
6: I don't know. You know. All right. Moving on, guys. Uh, Today is none other than Mr. Who? Tom Peavy. It's his birthday today. It is his birthday. I not there, Tom, but on your pod, on podcast, you'll hear me. I'm giving you another war damn happy birthday to you. Uh, I hope you go crazy. Just don't get caught doing it, okay?
1: I'm embarrassed. We did birthdays in sports earlier. And I, I didn't even bring up Tom Peavy, guys. All right, I'm taking the we, status down from Elite. We we mentioned his birthday on yesterday's show, and uh, yet did. here we are. It's Steve beating us to it. So thank you for that, Steve. Tom Peavy, we, we texted him earlier. We did send him text messages and have spoken to him. But on this program, we have yet to wish him a happy birthday until now. So awesome.
6: Well, I didn't you for letting me have the, uh, the first uh, uh, stab at it. All right, moving on, guys. Another nugget. Didn't know this. Uh, according to uh, AL.com, Mr. Walk-On Long Snapper, Jacob Quattlebaum, is on the finalist list for the Burlsworth nomination. Didn't know what that was. You guys know what that is, right? Tell me. Well, uh, for those who didn't know, now you are going to know it. It apparently goes to the uh, sworn annually to the nation's top walk-on football player.
1: Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah.
6: He's one only one of three long snappers that's been nominated this season.
1: Okay. Congratulations, then. Hopefully he can win that award. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, The other people who got on this
6: list in the past have been Will Hastings, Martin Lester, uh, Tucker Brown from Auburn, Hunter, Kevin Phillips. Anyway, I thought it was a great honor for him. All right, moving on, guys. I saw this from AL.com today. They apparently did uh, some kind of a poll uh, and. I've got how many people, uh, 94,000 voters on AP's VoteCast, vote and what they wanted to find out some odd things, but uh, the, uh, the makeup of the uh, fan uh, base uh, in Alabama, I wasn't surprised by the outcome. Half the people on uh, this voting were uh, 6 and 10, uh, apparently, uh, are uh, uh, Alabama supporters, or Alabama uh, fans. Okay. Those surprise there. Only 2 of 10 uh, in this uh, voting uh, were Auburn fans, 25% didn't give a darn. Uh, and that was it. Wow. So uh, there you go. Two of 10, we're the uniquely uh, brighter uh, fan base. <laughs> and speaking of that, guys, you know, I, you know, I didn't know how much credibility there was to this, but uh, Sunday afternoon I uh, came across an article that said that all of the Walmart, Best Buy, and Sam's Club stores in Alabama had completely sold out of TV sets following the uh, loss by Alabama to shoes Saturday night. Guys, do you know any uh, credibility of that?
4: Uh, I don't know if that's a... I don't know how credible that is.
6: Yeah, I know. I, it wasn't credible. Uh, someone was making a, a little social media uh, humorous joke yeah. attacking Alabama fans because they all, you know, got rid of their TVs, you know, in the mayhem.
1: Yeah.
6: <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> moving on, guys. Uh, this is for James, who I heard earlier. James, my friend... You don't want to see Mr. Ashford Saturday night trying to make a lot of pass attempts. And you know why? Because apparently they hold the number one uh, pass defense in the SEC and are 11th in the nation in pass defense. So don't do that. Now, what we do want to see is just the opposite, James. We want to see Tank, Hunter, maybe Mr. Bobby Ashford running like mad. Because why a And M get this guys is one hundred and twenty third nationally in rush defense.
1: Like Brian Matthews brought up in our interview with him, Steve, you know, talking right, about being the worst yeah. SEC defense running. I didn't
6: know it was that bad, but that is bad. And in fact, in the SEC, uh, they are incredibly bad. In their six games against SEC teams, they're allowing two hundred forty five point eight yards per game on the ground. Wow. Okay, so. <laughs> No passing, James. All right. Moving on, guys. Uh, another nugget. How about Mr. John Samuel Shanker, according to Jason Caldwell? He needs 51 more receptions to what? To be the leader receiving yardage. That's all he needs, guys, in the last three games. Number one 51 50 more yards. yards. 50, I'm sorry. Yeah, 51 more yards. Okay, yeah. Uh, number one is Cooper Wallace with 829 yards now moving on another nugget Tate Bigsby guys he has right now 11 100 yard rushing games this season uh huh here's what he needs I'm not i sorry not 11 uh, but in his career in his career in Auburn alright he needs one more one more game 100 yards and he will move into a tie with these people and they're all tied for 5th place Brent Fullwood Stephen Davis Ben Tate and Trey Mason.
1: Yeah, Tank Bigsby's moving up in a lot of records. He recently passed on Johnson in career rushing yard totals. Uh, it's really impressive what he's been able to do.
6: Well, he's tied for fifth. Uh, of course, Cadillac is number two on the list with 16 yeah. uh, 100-yard rushing games. So uh, let's hope he can do it in, this, uh, in the next three games uh, that are remaining. All right, moving on, guys. This was a really uh, troubling um I guess, piece of information I ran across from none other than Mr. Zach Blackerby on SI.com. It's entitled, Cardell Williams continues to show signs of great leadership. And this, these are nuggets that were, to me, just really disturbing. Okay. Apparently, he had a Zoom call with players and parents last night. Were you aware of that? Yes. You did, okay. Do you know what transpired from that um, Zoom call with the players and parents? No. Well, here's the nuggets from Zach Zacherby. Apparently he spoke with some of the parents, and uh, they said it was like attending church, (laughs) Listen to him, (laughs) all right? But he devoted, I said, a good chunk of the call was devoted to Williams apologizing to the parents for the previous, hold on your pants, administration he was a part of for not holding the kids accountable academically. He goes on to say that Williams informed the parents that several players were missing class.
1: Yikes. Yeah,
6: but he says that's changed. And he said the news apparently surprised several parents. Wow. A parent said that uh, they they spoke to their son after the meeting about this, and that particular player said that it was widely known across the team that they could get away with missing class and not focusing on school. Wow. That, that that is, is appalling because I thought these people are, are assigned uh, school, I guess, counselors to help them and monitor. Right,
1: exactly. No, you're Why right, Steve. Not? They are. They are. How did they get away with that? I didn't know. I don't know. They work the system.
6: Good Lord! But uh, anyway, Coach Williams and the players said uh, that's changed. That, uh, that that apparently is not any longer continuing to occur. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, uh, my, my guys uh, with my Nuggets except for this one nugget that I thought just, to me, smacks of the NCAA uh, insanity and absurdity. Did you know about an NCAA Virginia Tech linebacker by the name of Alan Tisdale and what he did? What is that? He turned himself in for violation that he didn't even know was a violation. Here's what he did. He placed a legal online bet on an NBA game This comes from Throne Marshall today. He didn't know it was against rules until uh, he learned about it, Uh, and he said he immediately told his coach that's what you get for honesty because apparently he then was told by his coach in gambling in events is against NCAA rules and so because of that you know what they did to him the NCAA what they suspended him for six games wow so he confessed to doing something he didn't even know was a violation and that's what he got you know guys I've seen teams do much worse and get a lot less penalties and violations instead of something like this what are your thoughts
4: yeah, I mean, I I've definitely you definitely know, and you know, going back to uh, my my experience working with Auburn football, we were told prior to every season you cannot gamble on any sport that is uh, sanctioned by the NCAA. So we knew you weren't you not to, we couldn't you know do anything like that basketball. But you know, it, suspending the kid for six games for for a bet and he turned himself in seems like a little little steep for the NCAA.
6: Well, here we go. You know, what, what, what am I, This guy has some character and integrity uh, because he didn't know it was a violation. And he went until he found out. and Then he went and reported. He could have just not said anything. No yeah. one would have ever known it. Yeah. He could have hidden it. And that, no one, the NCAA would never known it. The coach wouldn't have known it. But he did the, the right thing. And that's how the NCAA dealt with someone who had, uh, the, the, I guess, the fortitude to say, hey, yeah, I messed up. Six games, really? Okay. All right. Here's what I'm hoping to see Saturday night, guys. I can't wait to see the Auburn fans there, uh, Jordan here Saturday night, go crazy.
1: Yeah.
6: I think they are going to go crazy. I know uh, some of you guys are going to be at it, uh, and uh, I just I, I wish I could be there. Uh, I'll be watching it on TV. I'll have the TV blasted loud, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping, like Brian said, that this will not be a close win. I hope that we just beat the snot out of uh, Mr. Kimbo yeah pitcher, They've Kansas got the potential
1: team. to do that. I hope that that takes place as well. So uh, we'll oh see God. what happens. Steve, tonight I we've am. got uh, we've got Falcons and Panthers. It's uh, Brandon Cam's Atlanta Falcons and my Carolina right. Panthers going head-to-head. What do you think?
6: Okay, well, I lied. I got one more diggers. Uh If you haven't seen it yet, you might want to put it on a little uh, YouTube. Uh, Holly Rowe interviewed after Utah beat uh, the Atlanta Hawks last night, uh, the Utah, and he, did, he had a great game. He was just... Uh, smile all over the place, and I was happy to see him being interviewed by Holly Rowe. So if you haven't seen it, you might enjoy um, uh, watching it. That's it, guys. Thanks for your afternoon with me. My time is up, as always. I've spent way too much of your time, but I, I do appreciate that. And uh, talk to you tomorrow, guys, live sports call tomorrow, right? That's
1: right. We'll talk to you then.
6: Have a relaxing afternoon, and uh, I hope to, gosh, we don't hear or read anything about you getting any kind of unsavory situations Mr. Tom P on your
1: birthday <laughs> until then War Damn Eagle guys War Eagle that's our good power Tiger War Dam Steve joining us here on the program 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show interesting uh, that you do hear these reports about uh, a lack of attendance in class for Auburn football players and uh, there, there are ways to make that happen as we know, and um, yeah, if that if that was happening under the Hartson era, it's not too great. Go to class, got a scholarship to go to school academically get it done
2: yeah I actually did read uh, the report that Steve was talking about there a little elaboration on that it wasn't that Harson was telling kids hey you can get away with not going to class it but it not enough emphasis was put on it that is something that has come out since the firing of Brian Harson is that he did not stress that issue as nearly as much as Cadillac has and you know that's something that's important like you said if you don't get your grades up you can't play so you got to you got to keep your grades. And look, college athletes have been skipping class for forever. This is not a new thing, but uh, this that is something that the best programs if, keep up with. If for sure. there are any
1: class checkers that are listening to the show, shout out to you guys. Uh, I, I think back to my college days at Auburn University in 2014, showing up to general lecture hall classes and just seeing people outside with the clipboard and a sign-off sheet that student athletes had to come by and sign and then walk into class. And some of them were really good at signing that sheet and then instantly walking away and not actually going to class. And I always thought drop you names know, that's a good way to get paid to be the class checker. Like let me just go sit out here a few minutes and yeah. I never ended up doing. It. I never ended up doing it. But looking back I'm like, "You know what?" I would have been a Hall of Fame class checker. Would I you, really would have, Brooks. If, drop a name. If someone drop
4: names. If someone walked up, signed it, and then just was like, "All right, walk away," would you have stopped and said, "Hey, no, no, you got to go in here"? Or Would you have been like, "All right, you're, you know, you're good"?
1: I'm not authoritative in that regard. Okay. I don't think at that stage in life, as I, I would have been an 18 year old freshman, I don't know that I would have had the uh, the gumption to, the to say something like that. Um, I would like to think I would have. Okay. Would you, Brooks? No. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah. not. Just, uh, sure. Go he, ahead. he ain't, come to, they, 18, he ain't you know? come to play like, school. He ain't come to play school. Drew, would you? I mean, you're 18 years old. And you, hey, that's the star quarterback <laughs> of your school. Or that's the would linebacker. You, you were in 2014. That's the point
2: guard. You, were, you were here in 2014. Would you have looked Nick Marshall in the eye and said, hey, man, you got to go Hell to
1: class? no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think I'm stopping Tank Bigsby from walking <laughs> yeah. No.
2: The door no. Right
1: like, you signed the sheet. Look, Tanks!
2: Tanks a big dude. I don't job, want to tell him what yeah. to do.
1: My, I'm a class checker. My job is to hand you this clipboard signed by your name. I hold on to the clipboard. I take the clipboard to the academic advisors. Job done. Hey, Whatever, he signed. He mine. signed his name. He signed his. He name. signed his name. What he did after that? Not uh, up to you. Uh, not up to you. You know. I I would guess a
4: what a business a better way to do it would it be to have the professor like be the one checking but like no professor's going to show up early and
1: yeah stay out like to class
2: professors don't it. take attendance they just show up when they're told to show up
1: and teach Is class pocket points still a thing Are pocket points I don't still think a so? thing I don't think so I didn't go to Drew, undergrad well word well versed what are in pocket points pocket points was I didn't go to undergrad a a, uh, a app that was created by an Auburn University student mm. that was big. 2014 2015 2016 era where if your phone stayed in your pocket somehow some way it knew that you weren't on your phone in class and then it gave you rewards oh i would for you know what i'm saying for not using your phone it is still on the app store it is it is still in the app store okay very good Very good. Uh, Fun stuff. Let's go to our final break of today's show. The Falcons play tonight. We get you set for that and more on the other side of this timeout. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM.
0: Follow our Sports Call host, JJ Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU.
1: final few moments here of sports call today Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger communications app JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry Brooks Childress our intern Drew Bahena is hanging out with us as well and uh, we're winding down the program here today the Falcons play football tonight you can listen to the game right here on Tiger 95.9 FM West Durham on the play-by-play call in the booth alongside Dave Archer make sure you check it out and listen here on 95.9 at nine on 93.9 at 7pm you can listen to Auburn Women's Basketball as they take on South Alabama Britt Bowen will be on the play-by-play for that one. Alright, before we get out of here we do this each and every day it's time for our Nightly TV Guide
0: our show is about to end but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide
2: Brent Daughtry, talk to us man Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer did I blow you out Brooks? What was that about?
4: No, it was just, I, I wasn't expecting you to read it.
2: Okay. Stop by your local TK's convenience stores and pick up a White Claw variety pack today. Thank you to White Claw for sponsoring the Nightly TV Guide. Did you not see JJ hand me the paper?
4: I saw him hand you a paper. I just didn't realize until he handed you the paper that it was it was you. Wow.
1: Okay. Do you want to read the Nightly TV Guide? No, not anymore. I want to read it. I wanted Brant to read it. Today. I want to Fine. read it. Read it, Brant. All right, T- starting off college football:
2: Tulsa at Memphis at six thirty on ESPN. A little, a uh, the mid- cooler little school mid- there. Tulsa and Memphis. Yeah. Tulsa uh, by Memphis, far. Memphis, by a lot. Okay, you guys tell Let's <laughs> see. Tulsa. Golden Hurricane. I'm sorry, Oklahoma. I you wanna... would rather live
4: in Oklahoma? Golden Hurricane is very is unique. There's fifteen thousand. Next game. Let, let's do
2: this again. We'll see if you guys are different on the next one. <laughs> All right, other college football game: Georgia Southern at Louisiana starts at six thirty on ESPN. Two. The cooler school there. Give me the raging Cajuns, baby. Listen, here's the thing. Everybody, Louisiana, heck of a party school. Georgia Southern, hidden Gym. States- Statesboro. Statesboro, Georgia. <laughs> G- Georgia. Statesboro, Georgia. Is a heck of a town. You um, I, ha- I, actually, split I have on the last two Look, games. My, my sister went there. I have friends who are currently there. Uh, big fan of Georgia Southern. Half true for Georgia Southern. An NBA action, the Philadelphia 76ers traveled to Atlanta to take on the Hawks at 6 30 PM Central Time on NBA TV. I assume that will also Cooler be on one team of the valleys. Is who? The Hawks. Cooler team? The Hawks uh, by a lot. Uh, I'm sorry, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's just good. He's Who not Who do you cool. think is the cooler team, Drew? Trey Young, DeJounte Murray? Yeah, Tyrese Maxey, though. Ooh. Did you just <laughs> compare Trey Young and and... No. I'm just, okay. he's just saying. Tyrese okay. Maxey's
1: got swag. Okay. There is a logo yeah. for the 76ers. Tyrese Maxey's a Kentucky Wildcat, man.
4: The, the 76ers have an alternate logo. That's, that's important. That's yeah. Ben Franklin dribbling a basketball. They win. That is pretty cool. That right. is wow. pretty
2: cool. Wow. I. It's, okay. it's so weird to be Next. the only person who's right. Um, in college basketball, in North Dakota at Creighton at 8 p.m. on FS1. The cooler school is who? Blue Jays, baby. I, I don't care. I picked North Dakota
1: just to be different from... Bison!
2: Okay. okay.
4: Wait, is it North Dakota or North Dakota State? It's North, North Dakota. Dakota. That is not the Bison. It's not the Bison? No. Well, who is North Dakota then? They are the... They're either the Eagles or the, the...
2: Wow, so you don't know. All right. Women's College Basketball. South Alabama plays Auburn. 7 p.m. on the SEC Network. Who's plus the cooler
4: school there? Listen. All right, we'll find Jaguars. 2-5-1, okay. on one, one. baby. No, Auburn is a cooler school. Don't, Auburn. don't get it twisted.
2: Auburn, 10 times out of 10. NFL action. Atlanta Falcons travel to Carolina. Charlotte take on your Panthers, JJ. My Falcons, your Panthers on Amazon Prime at 7:15. I think
1: the Panthers are cooler.
2: Well, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's fine. You think the Falcons are cooler? I think the Falcons are cooler. Yeah. I don't think either team's any good.
4: I, I hate to say it. Uptown Charlotte is better than downtown Atlanta. Wow. Wrong. Again. North Dakota, the Hawks.
2: Wow, no, I was close. Hmm. Next. On FX, starting at 6 p.m., Black Panther, your movie choice for the evening, released in 2018, stars Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, and Michael B. Jordan, two fantastic actors, one of them gone far too soon.
4: The new one comes out tonight and I think uh, Drew said he's got tickets already. I do, and I'm very excited.
1: All right. Six o'clock. You can watch the Black,
4: Black Panther first you can one. lead up to the, Wakanda first. Yeah. Lead the first one and then head out to the theaters to catch second one.
2: Another movie pick tonight, Taken at seven PM on USA, released in two thousand eight, stars Liam Neeson and Maggie Grace. Haven't seen it. I, I love Liam Taylor Neeson, have never skills. seen Taken. You've no, have you Doesn't seen Doesn't he taken spend the entire movie mo- Okay, spoilers I I spoilers do. Do. for taken. Yeah, thank you. Thank spoilers you. for taken. You like that movie? Doesn't the entire movie center around him Like saving his wife And at the beginning Of Taken 2 His wife dies
4: No it is It is him Saving his daughter From kidnappers Okay I have a particular Set of skills Right I will find you
2: uh more marvel action tonight at yeah. 7 p.m on tnt ant-man released in 2015 stars paul rudd i love paul rudd
4: the new ant-man's coming out in the spring sometime too it is I mean, it's february actually what is that quantum mania yeah is that what it's going to be yeah I, I i'm pretty
2: excited for that one i like i like ant-man uh at 7:30, just go with it on freeform stars adam sandler jennifer aniston nicole kidman and brooklyn decker released in 2011 I like those actors. I don't know if I've ever heard of this movie.
4: That's the one where he's, like, trying to impress his ex-wife by, quote, dating Jennifer Aniston, but, like... Yes. All right, that's that's what I thought it was.
2: Well okay. done,
1: Brooks. All right. Well done. Boom. That I is your nightly movies. TV
2: guide brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer.
1: I'm sorry I let Brant do the nightly TV guide. Will you forgive it's me? It's fine, you know. I just... I just work hard
4: all week long. <laughs> <laughs> work hard all week long. That was I just an get awesome stuff throw thrown at me.
2: I just I just so Brooks is wearing an Under Armour hat with the UA logo like in the dead center of his forehead, and I just bounced that piece of paper off of that logo. Boom. <laughs> that was awesome.
1: Do you like the Under Armour logo? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool.
2: I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't like their apparel, but I like their logo. Wow. Hurtful.
1: Good stuff. Uh, that's all right. The TV got brought to you by White Claw Heart Seltzer. Tomorrow, live from the Auburn Alumni Center. Brant, have fun with Equestrian tomorrow. I will
2: be very excited.
1: Brooks, for it. have uh, fun with Borgard High School football. Go Hornets. Drew Bahena will be hanging out with us at the show tomorrow as well. So, that's going to do it for our program today. Thank you so much to Brian Matthews for stopping by as well. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SportsCallAU. And check out our SportsCop podcast presented by Coca-Cola. For Drew Bahena, Brooks Childress, and Brandon Daughtry, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.